you'd seen what I've seen, you would never allow your child alone in their bedroom with an internet-capable device. If you'd seen what I've seen, you'd think twice about posting those pictures. If you've seen what I've seen, you would know that the internet and devices can be just as dangerous as driving a car. I've been reading about this guy because I've just been impressed with the stuff that he does, and I wish there wasn't a need for it, but there is. His name is John Rouse, and he's a detective in Spectre, head of operations uh, task force Argos. Morning. Good morning. What is um, Argos, for people who don't know? Right, so Argos is the Queensland Police Service's dedicated unit to take on the issue of technology-facilitated crimes against children, specifically child exploitation. We were set up in 1996, but our, our online capability was developed in 2001, so we've been patrolling the internet since it was fax modems and now it's fibre. Well, wow. I was uh, talking to a, a person who's got a kids and they've actually had some issues with their child being targeted. Mm. Um, is it true or is this just a, an urban myth that we don't really need to be as worried uh, for our child out on the streets these days because pedophiles are, are safer doing it in the confines of their own home so they, they don't ever really leave. There's not that sort of get in my van with lollies anymore. Yeah, look, I, I think that, on, that the safety of your child is... It needs to be viewed in the online and in the real world. At the end of the day, if a child sex offender is using technology to access your child, just remember that person exists in the real world world yeah. as well. So awareness is our key message in, in both frontiers. John, you're working here for the Queensland Police, but I can imagine, being the internet, you're actually saving people all over the world. Uh, yeah, look, it's a, it's a borderless environment, and... We maintain from the day that we created capability that it doesn't matter where in the world the offender or the child is, we will get the investigation to them, and we've been doing that for a long time. Are you getting people in jail but still can't save some people, some children? Because I can imagine the stuff that you've seen um, and the way that you would catch people. There'd be children out there that you are aware of but don't know their location. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that's why we created a dedicated victim identification team back in 2008 that's now grown. Uh, that's three individuals that we've got, one from the United Kingdom, one from France, and one from the United States that work just across the road at headquarters. Oh. And all they do is focus on locating the children in the images and videos that we seize every time we make an arrest. And there are a lot of children we haven't found. Are you desensitised to it in any way or it still just affects you, the stuff that you see? Oh, I think it's always going to affect you. There's things that I'll never forget, ever. Uh, but that makes me get up in the morning and go to work. Hearing you speak about <coughs> it, your first thing you do is you start thinking about your own children, I guess. Mm. Um, that would be every parent's biggest fear, that they lose their child to a predator, um, that they don't come home or, or something happens. It must be hard to deal with parents who um, are affected. Yeah, look... Uh, you're absolutely correct, and you know, you've got Sonia Ryan, obviously, who lost her daughter to an online child sex offender. Um, the other Morecambs, yeah. their child yeah. was abducted. You know, this this happens, and I, I can't imagine how they cope with that. I did have a parent come up to me, and just this is many years ago, and give me a photograph, and just said, "If you ever see wow. uh, oh my, my child," God. and you know, their child was abducted at the age of three. And I, I, I can't imagine how how you deal with that. Uh, but once again, like I said, that's why I go to work. Yeah. These days it's sort of a little bit changed. My friend has um, teenage daughters who are just becoming teenage daughters and saying that they're not aware of what is going on even in Snapchat or anything like that. Do you think there needs to be things that parents are more aware of, whether it is covering up cameras on computers? Is that is that need to be done? 
I think it's a consideration, but the reality is that, and this, if we get no other message across today, it's the one that I'd like to talk about now. Yeah. Uh, I mentioned our victim identification team, and we have uh, a database of over 41 million unique images and videos of child exploitation sitting at headquarters. Increasingly, what we're seeing is self-produced material. So that's yeah. your kids in your house, in their bedroom, with their mobile or portable device, whatever it is, producing material. Uh, and I've seen some horrendous situations where children are being instructed by child sex offenders hmm. to do things to themselves that 13, 12, 11-year-old kids should not be doing. It's, it's almost unbearable to watch because you can see that the distress on the child, they're trapped. Yeah. So at some point, that child has been on Instagram or uh, wanting to become an insta-hero, trying to you know become an influencer that we're seeing these days. They see a career in that. And they've done something that they shouldn't have done. They've flashed or exposed themselves. It's been captured, and then it's used against them in sexploitation. And so they will say to them, we'll release that image if you don't then do this for me or this for me. That's exactly what they are doing. And children, wow. you know, if you can talk to any academics, I'll tell you that they don't have the cognitive ability to deal with that. Uh, they're embarrassed, they're humiliated, they can't tell their mum and dad. Yeah. So they continue to perform for these people online. And we have had, you know, there's, there is a steady increase of youth suicide that's related to this. So if there's one message that comes across, and look, I'm going to come in with a big sticky to parents. Yeah. Number one, start being a parent. Yeah. You know, uh, they're not your friend, they're your child. And yeah. you're, you're charged with the responsibility of raising them safely. You're giving them a device. So my question for you is when you go to bed, do you know what your child's doing on that device? Because mm. I can guarantee you that they're probably online. Take the device off the child when you go to bed or turn the router off, one or the other. Right. Uh, because we're seeing what's happening to your children and you don't even know what's going on in your house. We are speaking to, right now, a man who is at the forefront of bringing this down. John Rouse is his name. He is the head inspector of Task Force Argos, which is actually protecting children online and also also throwing pedophiles in jail. Um, we've been discussing the fact that they make contact with your children whilst they're in their bedrooms on their mobile phones. Would you give a teenager a phone? Well, this probably comes into the message that Australia's eSafety Commissioner is currently pushing out at the moment, and that's a resource that parents should go to. Her webpage is full of information on child protection, but have the chat. Hmm. Yeah. You know, if you're going to give them the device, have a look at the applications they're installing. Understand how the applications work. A lot of them have got very good security settings on them already. Yeah. Activate them. Yeah. Um, so, yes, I would, because you're going to make them a social leper if you don't <laughs> yeah. allow yeah. them access yeah. to technology. But if you can have the uh, if you can have the adult conversation with them and just be protective, that's all we'd be asking. My um, 17-year-old son, uh, I still check his phone to this day. And he'll still be doing it when he's 30, by the way. Yeah. 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 No, totally. If he, if he falls asleep and the phone's on the counter, I, I still check it because... But it was serious, remember? Once he was getting... He, yeah. he was requests. approached by, yeah. a, by a predator yeah. uh, who was a, a very attractive woman offering a teenage boy things that every teenage boy is dreaming to be offered. Mm. And um, I... Uh, th- this might be a bit extreme... But when I saw that he was interacting with that person, I looked up Dennis Ferguson and printed the picture out, and I said, this is who you're talking to. Yeah. And it shocked him. And I know that sounds... No, it's it's probably too too hectic no. to do, but I went, that this is the other person on the end of your phone. Do yeah. not speak to them. Do not do any... Do not send them anything. 
Yeah, and you know that is actually a fact. Yeah, you know, we we see a a methodology that's used by child sex offenders where they will harvest images of <laughs> attractive young ladies or yeah. attractive young men um, from the internet, create fake profiles, engage with children with a view to then either getting them to expose themselves or meet. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, that, that university professor that we arrested last year, pretending to be Justin Bieber is a classic yeah. example of that. 157 ch- children globally were yeah. groomed by him. Wow. God. Do you think we'll see a decline in this, though? Because we are, it is a strange time for generations where the kids have grown up with it, we haven't. So the parents are almost sort of playing catch-up to the kids. If you give your kid a phone, they can normally work it better than, than you can. So that generation will be much more educated in this sort of thing, or is it just going to continue to get worse? I'd like to have seen some kind of a change by now. You know, yeah. like mm. We've been dealing with this the, the technology side of this for 19 years. Uh. So we do have a generation of parents now that I would have thought have some technical capability. <laughs> but... You know, I don't think we're ever going to see an, an end to it. You've just got to walk down to Queen Street and dodge the walking dead that are looking into their devices as you're heading down the street. Yeah. And we've got a generation of kids that are doing the same thing. And they think that they're separate from the, the other people because it's through their phone. Yeah. But it's a weird connection, I think, that, and they want that, uh, I don't know, maybe it's confidence or attention. Mm. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a range of social implications that are coming from our addiction yeah. to technology at the moment that will continue to manifest themselves uh, over the years but the the most critical thing is that we get we get people engaged and understanding how the technology is being used by the world against your children yeah mm. and we're a very thin blue line that's doing our best to keep up with this and we have we've got some pretty significant challenges on our plate already without children in your houses doing this Making kind of thing. Yeah. Is it true? Because many people would go the opposite way. Did you become a police officer because you were a teller and get held up? Uh, that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I, I did start my... Uh, when I left school, I was a bit torn between being a professional musician and joining the police. So I joined a bank for a couple of years to fund the musical side uh-huh. of things. Uh-huh. And during that time, I got held up twice. Uh, I don't know that that... Gunpoint? Actually- Oh, yeah, both were at gunpoint. Um, and I think that probably gave me a nudge. Yeah. <laughs> but I also found, you know, from touring, because we, we were supporting acts like Goanna and Pseudo Echo and everyone like that yeah, back right. in the early 80s. What was your band's name? It was called Neon Park. Right. Wow. Yes. Oh, we're doing a search. <laughs> yeah. We're doing a search. It's, uh, yeah. it, it's manifested itself now. Actually, the lead guitarist from that band and I still perform in the Electric 80 show, so we've carried out. <laughs> he still wears the same clothes too. From okay. the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. So, so yeah, there is some truth to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. can't beat a gun with a uh, with a guitar, unfortunately. Can you? <laughs> no, you can't. No. <laughs> no, no. Uh, well, look, it's a it's hard work what you and your team do, but it's work that every parent appreciates and we actually really, really need. So Detective Inspector John Rouse, um, Head of Operations for Task Force Argos, thank you so much for coming in this morning. Really appreciate it. You're most welcome. Thank you very much for having me.